Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. They want to see your doom and your gloom. And, and when you're walking around down, they, they're, they're really happy. But God said, if you stick with him, hallelujah, he said, I'll prepare a table before you. You'll prosper right there in their face. Oh, that's wonderful. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Number six, we're going to go to book of Philippians, the fourth chapter, Philippians four. Then we're going to go to Colossians. Then we're going to go to Isaiah and then we're going to go further. Okay. All right. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse number seven. But first we need to pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus name for this opportunity that you've given us to gather around your word as family, Lord God, as, as your family, as friends gathering around your word. And Lord, we do pray that your Holy Spirit would lead us into all truth and show us things to come. We ask that you would give us wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Lord, that, uh, that, that we all would understand your word, that we all would glean from your word, and that we would all leave out this place better in which we came. We love you today, and we acknowledge you. We bless you, Father, in Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give your neighbor a high five and tell him it's all about Jesus. Jesus. Tell him it's all about Jesus. Give some mouse a high five and tell him it's all about Jesus. It's all about him. It's all about him. All right. Uh, the force of peace, part number six. Now, Philippians, the fourth chapter, Philippians four, we're going to get these verses. Remember, you can uh, make special note of these verses. We're going to go back with them every single week until we get out of the series. And uh, remember, the Lord has when he has us in long series, he's trying to impart something to us, trying to get something to us, trying to get something to us. And we're going to need to have peace in these last days that we're living in now. That supernatural peace of God, that rest of the Lord. Uh, we're going to need to have that uh, in these last days. All right. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse number seven, it says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God passes all understanding. You can't comprehend it. Why am I having peace right now when everything else around me is falling down? Well, it's the peace of God passes all understanding and it's going to keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. All right, let's go to Colossians. Uh, Colossians three, Colossians, the third chapter. And uh, let's look at verse number 15. Colossians three fifteen. Colossians three fifteen says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the peace of God rule. In other words, let the peace of God be your umpire. Let it, uh, let it be your uh, ruling or controlling factor. When you get around to make a decision in life, if you don't have peace about it, stop. Don't make a decision unless you have the peace of God ruling in your heart. Let the peace of God rule you. Okay, let it be the divine umpire, if you will, let you know when it's safe or out. Don't do that. Okay. All right. Let the peace of God be your umpire. And now let's go to Isaiah 26. I'm just going to um, quote that as well. Isaiah 26, verse number three. 
Let me go ahead and get it too. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 26. It's good that we get these, uh, get these scriptures in our hearing today. And I forgot to say, peace be unto all of you today. Peace be unto you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Isaiah 26. And we'll just look at one verse, verse number three. Isaiah 26, verse number three. Remember, you can make notes of this. Isaiah 26, verse three says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. God said he'll keep you. He'll keep you. Remember the word keep means to guard, to protect, right? Or to restrain. Sometimes the Lord needs to restrain our mind because certain things happen and we immediately go to the worst. So-and-so was not here at a certain time. They said they would be here at a certain time. What happened to them? Are they in the hospital? Are they in jail? Are they okay? God said, I got to restrain your thinking. He said, I'll keep you. Keep also means to restrain. I'll keep your mind in perfect peace as you keep your mind stayed on thee. Stayed on me, the Lord says, because he trusts in me. All right. Now we want to go. We're still here in the Old Testament. We're going to look at today at Psalm 23. How many of you know about Psalm 23? Psalm 23. Yes. See, I hear some of y'all quoting right now. You know that Psalm 23 is very, it is um, one of the, one of my favorite Psalms in the Bible. Psalm 23. Now, last week, just to do a little bit of recapping, we, we left Peter out there on the water with the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Remember, he left the safety of the ship, so to speak, uh, to walk on the water to go to the Lord Jesus. And for a moment, he was walking on the water. Remember his faith in the Lord, his faith in God's word. Come, Jesus said, come. Remember, Peter said, Lord, if it bid, if it's you bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, come, 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 come. And so Peter got out. I can see him getting out of the boat. You know, yes, you know, John. Whoo, Lord. OK. Hey, one foot, then the next foot. And then, hey, I'm actually standing on the water. And so he's walking out on the water to go to Jesus and he was doing really good until the Bible says what? He was afraid. He began to look around and he began to fear. He allowed what was on the outside to get inside, right? His perfect peace was interrupted because of what was on the outside. And that's what really what happened with us. Um, our peace can be interrupted because of things that happen externally. Now, you may be doing fine at home. You may be doing well until somebody says something, something that happens outside. You may be doing fine and well until, you know, something happens, something outside invades what's happening on the inside. And when we allow that to happen, peace goes out the door. Yes. Okay, Peter allowed what was happening outside the the wind was blowing boisterously and the waves were crashing. And uh, but he was looking at Jesus at first. His mind was in sync with the Lord. That is, Jesus said, Peter, you can do it. Peter said, Lord, I know I can do it through you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so they were on one accord, one accord. Their mind was in sync with one another. Praise the Lord. Until Peter received new information. Remember, we said the wind and the waves was new information. He received the new information. This new information said uh, water. 
Man not supposed to walk on water. You supposed to be drowning right now. Waves, wind, storm, danger, danger, danger. He was looking at Jesus, no danger. But when he looked over and saw this new information, this new information said, no, you can't do it. He received that new information, took it in, and it disrupted his peace, and he began to <laughs> began to sink, right? Amen. All right, same thing happens with us. Let's say if we're in the doctor's office, and uh, we know what Jesus said, by his stripes we are healed. Yes. But here comes the doctor, bless him or bless her. They come in and give you some test results. This is new information, right? You've been believing uh, 1 Peter 2.24 or the Isaiah 54. You've been believing what God said is by his stripes I am healed. I know I'm healed. I know I'm healed. I know I'm healed. But here comes new information. Now how you receive that new information or if you reject that new information is going to determine what happens the very next moment. I'm known individuals. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to go to the funeral today. A uh, lady testified and she wants me to be there to, to support the family. I said, of course, of course, I'll be there. Um, this individual, this gentleman uh, was having a lot of pain in his body. And eventually he decided to go to the doctor. Went to the doctor. Doctor said cancer two weeks later, dead. Same pain. He thought, okay, well, I'm hurting, I'm okay, I'm hurting, you know, until he was convinced to go to the doctor. Doctor pronounced it, new information. He thought, okay, I'm, I'm fine, but I'm just hurting. Uh, I'm, I'm hurting bad, but, you know, I'm okay. Living that way for years, for a long time. Can anybody grab what I'm saying to you? He's thinking, I'm okay, I'm just hurting, I'm fine, you know, Lord got me. But soon as this new information came in, two weeks dead. Received the evil report. Think about the uh, the twelve spies that went out. That you know the two had the good report, but ten evil report. Yeah. Everybody was fine and good. You know, everybody was fine until the ten spies had this evil report. There are giants over there, and we are as grasshoppers. And the children of Israel, the millions of them, heard the Eve report. They received that new information. Remember, God had already said, this is your land. Nobody's going to stand before you. I've given this land to you. I'm with you. I've shown you my mighty power back there in Egypt. There is nothing that can stand before you when I'm on your side, the Lord says, right? That's what they were believing in. God's got us. God is great. He got us. He got us. He got us. But, the, but then here comes new information. And they believed or they received the evil report. And they died in the wilderness. Didn't have to. But it's how do you, how do you receive new information? Once you have believed in God... Once your mind is in sync with his word, how do you receive new information? Because remember, it is the enemy's job to try to sway you or convince you that standing on the word of God, standing on his promises is not safe. Remember, when fear comes in, fear threatens you. Uh, once we are threatened, fear comes in to say, you're not you're not safe. Move. Go to a safe place. Move, go to a safe place. God's word is not secure. Move, go to a safe place. Do something else. Get safe, get safe, get safe. 
And we'll talk about the next few um, weeks. I, I pray we can. Can we do it, Lord? I pray because I really want to get into that fear thing. I really want to get into it. So we're gonna we're gonna look at a few things today. All right. But so we left Peter and the Lord. Then, of course, when when uh, Peter began to sink, the, he cried out, Jesus, save me. And, and immediately the Lord stretched forth his hand, lifted Peter up. And the two of them, I love that, walked back to the ship together. And as soon as the Lord's feet touched the ship, boom, boom, the wind ceased, storm ceased. Perfect peace, perfect calm. Isn't that wonderful? So we can learn a lot uh, from uh, Peter's faith failure, so to speak. And uh, so I, I appreciate the Lord for uh, leaving that in the scripture so that we can understand it. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, let's we go to Psalm 23. This is so, so, so powerful. I really want to just zoom down uh, to verse number four, but let's go ahead and read it. Can we read it together? Or some of you know it by heart or just listen. Uh, this is Psalm 24 and uh, rather Psalm 23. Uh, Psalm 23, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 6, and we can quote it, but I just want to read it. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise for that wonderful word. Oh, we just love that word. Mm. Tell you, sometimes I wish I could just take a fork and just eat that word. That's some good stuff, man. You hearing me? Love that word. All right. I really wanted to zoom down to verse number four as verse four talks about, I will fear no evil. That's where my feet want to run. I want to get in there really good and dig in there really good. But I realized that I cannot get to four without getting to uh, verses one through six. We're gonna, I need to give you the context of the scripture and let you know what's, what's happening before it and be and after it. And then we can get to it. Amen. So we're going to hold off just for a minute. We're going to eat all this other because there's some vegetables on the plate that we got to eat. Amen. Amen. Before we can get to this, we got to eat all of this. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good for you. Turn your name. Tell him it's good for you. All right. So let me give you a brief overview of um, one through six. Verse one, uh, as it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now, we're still still in this series. Um, the force of peace, the force of peace. We're trying to get peace to you. We're trying to fill you up with peace so that you'll be overflowing with peace and so that you can give peace to someone else. Right. Amen. Remember, as a general rule, you cannot give someone something that you don't have. You can't give away something that you don't have. If they're freaking out and you're freaking out, forget about peace. It's out the window. Amen. They're freaking out, but you're at peace and your peace is overflowing. You can comfort them. Amen. Amen. 
All right, so we need to be able to uh, be a comfort uh, to one another uh, through Jesus Christ. All right, verse 1, uh, of course, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This is a declaration of faith, and this is a very serious verse. Declaration of faith, uh, lordship, commitment, and reliance for provision. You are saying, in effect, I agree to submit to you, Lord, to honor you and serve you. And you agree to protect me, provide for me and guide me. Right. That's the sheep shepherd relationship. So if we want all the blessings that are in Psalm 23, we can't hop to four or to our cup running over. Who? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we can't run to that without first. We can't stumble over one. We got to go to the first step. One. Is he your shepherd? Have you agreed to submit to him? Have you agreed to honor him? Have you agreed to follow him? It's the shepherd sheep relationship, right? And every shepherd receives from his sheep. Once a year, the shepherd comes and he shears the sheep, right? You know, he takes his thing. And if he's going to make a coat or sell the wool or whatever to take care of himself and his family. Amen. Amen. The shepherd gets something out of that. Thank God. So what is the Lord getting from us? Or are we just like naked sheep without wool? Just letting him take us places and he's, we're laying down beside still waters and not, and not producing any fur. Something's wrong with that, right? He has to get, there's something that he wants from us and I want him to get it all. I want him to get it all. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And so here again, this is a declaration of faith. Lord, you are my Lord. You are uh, you are uh, my savior. I'm committed to you. I rely on you for provision. You are my source. Can we truly say that? Lord, you are my source. You're my source. You're my protector. You're my provider. You are my source. I'm drawing from you. Okay, if we could, if number one, if the first verse is correct in your life, then we can get all the blessings of verses two through six. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Come on. We want to jump and shout about that, don't we? I'm telling you, we want to jump and shout about that. If number one is right, if we get one right, then we can get the rest. Amen. I'm so excited. I could jump up and and something. All right, here we go. So here again, we're saying, I agree to submit to you, honor you, serve you. And I agree, and rather than you agree to protect, provide and guide me. The Lord says, yes. He says, I do. You say, I do. Praise God. You got a good marriage right there. Amen. Amen. Verse two, verse two says, he leadeth, rather he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. This is a testimonial, uh, testimonial uh, verse of God's uh, prosperity and peace. Uh, things that God did. God leads us beside the still waters, right? He makes you lie down. Some of us, he got to make us lie, lie down. Amen. We get really busy sometimes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. And he got to make you lie down. Yeah. He got to calm you down because we can get stirred. He makes us to lie down in green pastures. That's a prosperous place. 
green pasture, that's prosperous. There's food everywhere. If we're, if we're really those animal sheep, that's good news. I can eat everywhere I look around. I got something to eat. Everywhere I look, oh my, I got something to eat everywhere. It's green. Oh, it's tasty. I'm sure it's sweet grass and all that. It's all around us, right? That's prosperity. God set us in the place where we can prosper, where everything is well, everything is good. It's all good. Turn your name, tell them it's all good. God led us to that place and he made you to lay down in it. Isn't that wonderful? And he leads you to a place of, of watering, uh, still water, because sheep uh, won't drink, typically sheep won't drink out of uh, rushing water. They're scared, but they'll drink out of that calm water, that still water. Are you with me? So God did that. He took us there. That's a testimonial verse. Verse three is a testimonial verse about uh, of salvation. Let's look at verse three. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his what? For his namesake. Verse three is testimony of salvation. He renews my mind. Soul talks about your mind, your will, and your emotions. He renews my mind. He restores my focus. God leads, leads us away from the wrong path into the right path. He keeps us on the straight and narrow. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to know that God will keep us on the straight and narrow? Because some of us can agree that we can get off sometimes. We can get off of that path, but he has the ability to keep us, to anchor us in the right way. Thank God that he can do that. Amen. So he says he restores my soul. In other words, he restores my mind, my thinking. He restores my focus. Not only does he keep me on the right path, keep me going in the right direction. He keeps me thinking in the right direction. Now, sometimes, of course, we know that we cannot control the thoughts that come to us. But we can control the thoughts that we meditate on. Amen. Uh, it's like uh, uh, the enemy. You can't control. We can say it this way. You can't control uh, birds flying over your head, but you can control them making a nest in your head. Right. right? Strange thoughts come to us. Strange thoughts come to us. Strange things. And don't look at me like that. You know what I'm talking about. Strange things come to you at time. At time, you know well, that's not you. You got to bind that thing and cast that down in Jesus' name. Don't let that lay an egg in your head. Then you start thinking crazy. Somebody come in uh, and they tell you you're at work and they tell you, "Oh, gee, that's a that's a nice skirt you're wearing today." You walk off, think the devil get ready to talk to you. What what does she mean today? What about a skirt you wore yesterday? What is she trying to say? You hear what I'm saying to you? These things can begin to land. Don't, don't meditate on that. Just say thank you and walk on. I'm telling you. You can't control what thoughts come to you, but you can control the thoughts that you meditate on. And if we meditate on the wrong thoughts, kiss peace goodbye. Because now here's a war starting right there uh, in the workplace. And, and Mon, I mean, you on them, they're on you. And every time they go by, hmm. And the devil's got you thinking. Devil's got you thinking. He got you thinking. Got you thinking. Hmm. Hmm. Got you thinking. Got you thinking until, until one of you start talking to another and bury that thing. Amen. Amen. 
<laughs> All right. As a general rule, too, thank you, Lord. If the enemy is successful at coloring your glasses red, your lens is red, everything you see would be red. Okay? Everything you see would be red. If he can make you think that you are a trickster or you are dishonest, everybody that, that you see you would think is dishonest. Okay, if he can color your vision, everything you see will have that color. Okay? All right. So, uh, verse 3 again is that um, um, God restoring our vision, restoring our sight, restoring our mind, restoring our focus. We call that sometime here at the altar, rededicating our lives to Christ. We've gotten off, but Lord, are ready to get back on. Well, who gave you the mind to get back on? Jesus did. God did. Are you with me? He helps us to get back on focus. Hallelujah. All right, get back on track. Verse 4. This is another, well, let's read. Verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We really want to get back here. We're just going to tiptoe a little bit. But verse 4 really talks about, uh, this is another uh, declarative statement of faith that is based on verse number 1. If he is not the shepherd, there will be no rod or staff, consequently no comfort. Well, they, they trip me out. They say, oh, God's my shepherd and, and I, I shall not want, you know, he's going he's gonna to take me through the valley of the shadow of death and I'm going to be okay. And you know, just as good and well, he is not your shepherd. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Amen. We can't receive the promises without first that verse number one. So verse four talks about the Lord walking us through terrible times, walking us through suffering times, bad times, valley of a shadow of death. Valley, valley is a lower place, a deep place. And often in valleys, sunlight does not get through or very little sunlight gets through. So it's a dark place. It's a dark, deep place. This talks about uh, sadness, depression, suffering, pain, anxiety. The Lord walks us through that. He walks us through. We're not meant to stay there. We're meant to walk through it. And there are actually about five different cases, and hopefully we get to the next 10 minutes or so, five different cases or times when we will have to go through a valley experience. We're going to talk about that shortly. All right. Verse 5 um, really declares, let's read verse 5. Verse 5 says, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runs over. Uh, verse 5 declares the faithfulness. The awesome provision and the overwhelming power of God to subdue our enemies and bestow honor upon us in the presence of our enemies. I say, I love that right there. Mm, I love that right there. You know what that means when the Lord said that he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies? That means that God will prosper you and he will honor you right in the presence of your haters. They've done everything that they can to destroy you, everything that they can to discredit you, everything that they can to wreck your marriage, wreck your finances. They've done everything that they can, but yet and still they see you blossom and bloom right in their face. You know, right there, there's nothing that they can do to stop God's peace and prosperity in your life. Isn't that wonderful? He said, in the presence of mine enemies. 
You know, understand the enemy, uh, the, the devil is spirit, but he, the spirit will use flesh because there are going to be people, yes. people that's going to come against you. People to throw lies and accusations. Anybody ever had somebody lie on you before? Yes. Talk about you. Yes. And you know, they talking about you or talk about somebody that you love. Yes. Talking about you and talk about you, talk about you. They want to see your doom and your gloom. And, and when you're walking around down, they, they're, they're really happy. But God said, if you stick with him, hallelujah, he said, I'll prepare a table before you. You'll prosper right there in their face. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I, I don't agree, of course, with uh, many things that Oprah says. But one thing that, one thing that she said on one of her broadcasts that I saw many years ago. Uh, she said the best way to get back at somebody is just to succeed. Just succeed. Just succeed. Keep on living. Don't don't hold anything against them. Let them go. Forgive them. Bless them. And just succeed. Because after a while, you'll have that how you like me now walk. <laughs> You hear what I'm saying to you? That's the best way. Just keep on living. God said he'll prepare a table before you. A table right for you in the presence of your enemies. I love that. In the presence. They get to see me riding in it. See me living in it. See me wearing it. Praise the Lord in the presence. So I don't have to hate on you. I can bless you. I can love you. God's got me. Praise the Lord. Ah, uh, praise the Lord. Right in the presence of my enemies, in the presence of my haters. Isn't that wonderful? So I don't have to seek vengeance. I don't have to worry about trying to get people back. Why? Are you with me? As long as verse number one is right, then we're all right. Ask your neighbor, is verse one right for you? Tell him if it's not, we can get it after service. Amen. Amen. All right. So I, I just love, 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 love that verse five. Verse six says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. How long? Forever. Verse six is really a matter of fact verse. Matter of fact. It's a statement where the sheep has witnessed the shepherd's loving kindness and tender mercy, his protection and provision through life's experience. He's experienced verses one through five. And he's seen, oh, God is there. His rod is staff. I've been, I've been in the green pastures. I've, I've, mm, I mean, I've, I've drank from the still water. I've seen God lead me and get me back on track. And so now I can say, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life because he's going to be with me. Surely. And as he's taking care of me in this life, he'll take care of me in the next life. Hallelujah. It's a matter of fact statement. I've, I've been with him. I've witnessed him. We've walked together and I've seen him get me back on track. I've seen me. I've seen him beat the devil off of me. I've seen him beat the devil off all the folk too. all around me. I've seen it. I've witnessed his power, his grace and his mercy in my life. So I can say from here on, I've seen God do that. So surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me because he's with me. Yeah. Are you with me? Isn't that wonderful? 
That is so wonderful. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise once again for Psalm 23. Woo-hoo! We thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Oh, oh, it's feeding us. It's feeding us. It's feeding us. Now, we're going to briefly go through the seasons of the shadow. Seasons of the shadow. As we go into verse number four, very briefly. The seasons of the shadow. Say seasons of shadow. Remember, the Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There are really five seasons of the shadow that the Lord gave me. There are probably more, and some of you can go back home and, and find 12 other, I'm sure. But there are five that, um, that I need to give you today, five seasons of the shadow that all of us will have to endure from time to time. Now, some things we can't avoid. Amen. Amen. Two or three of these we can't avoid. Uh, others we will not be able to. Are you hearing me? But through the process, understand, uh, we're going to keep moving. We'll always keep moving, always keep moving. If you look at, matter of fact, if we look at uh, verses one through six, you'll find a lot of, you'll notice a lot of words of progression. Uh, uh, There's there's a lot of movement in one through six. Uh, You'll see just by nature, verse number one, it says, Lord is my shepherd. By nature, a shepherd leads You go from place to place. You can't call yourself a shepherd if you're not leading. You mean we stay in the same place? It's like children. If you, my son tells me sometime that uh, he's a leader of the lunchroom line that he gets picked to get in front. Well, he has to lead the children to the lunchroom. Or was that last year? I don't know. One of the. Okay, last year. All right, very good. Thank you. I'm just a year behind. <laughs> you know, you can't just stand in one spot and say that you're the leader. You can't stand in one place and say that I'm the shepherd. You have to take them somewhere. Right. So by nature, the word shepherd is talking about movement. And uh, we see the word leadeth in uh, two different verses, in verse two and also in verse three. Leadeth. That talks about movement. And then we see the word follow. Uh, we see that further on in and we see here the word walk through there's movement there's always a progression remember if you stay still you die if there's no growth is there if there is no change in your life there's there's a slow death think about water sitting still if water just stays there in the kitchen sink or something after a while it's going to begin to stink if you haven't washed your dishes, if you just let water sit there after a while, it's going to smell. Look at the pond in the backyard. If it's just water sitting there after a while, it's stale water, stagnant water, and all the kind of green stuff, algae, and all that grows in there, bad stuff. If you're ever out, here's a hint. If you're ever out and you have to survive on your own in the woods, don't drink the sitting water. Drink the running water. Make sure it's running. Make sure it's moving. It's alive. It's going. Trying to teach you survival lessons here. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up for the day. But there's so much. We're not going to get through it all today, but we'll just pinch off just a little bit. And so, again, there are five seasons of the shadow. One 
uh, shadow of death uh, or going entering into a shadow of death can be caused by circumstances of life unavoidable the death of a loved one the loss of a job a divorce or or some type of sickness in these instances the Lord did not lead you into it but he will bring you through it okay God didn't cause the death he didn't cause the sickness he didn't cause the pain he didn't do all that but when you're in it he can lead you out of it isn't that wonderful some of these of course are unavoidable 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 but he's our shepherd if number one is true he's going to lead you through it the second thing uh, second time we can get into the valley of the shadow of death is caused by a demonic attack the devil uh, sets us up by some sort of temptation or sets people up I don't want to say us sets people up (laughs) by way of temptation Am I right about it? Not us. Sets people up by way of temptation. They fall for it. And then they suffer. In these instances, the Lord as well did not lead them into that. But if he's a shepherd, he will lead them through that. So even when we make mistakes, he can still get us out of it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He can get us out of mistakes and and in holes that we made for ourselves. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? When you when you make a ditch for yourself, you fall into it. And the the Lord seems so far away. Seems so far away. He can restore our soul. I love the Lord. I love his word. All right, let's look now. The third thing is, uh, now this, of, of course, number two, like I said, you know, caused by a demonic attack. We can avoid that by saying no to the temptation. Amen. Third one, we can also avoid this. Uh, we can get in the valley of the shadow of death uh, when we are disobedient to the will of God. Uh, note that God is not the author of death and confusion. Think about the uh, children of Israel in the wilderness um, when uh, snakes began to come out and bite the people and many people died. Well, somebody said, God sent the snakes. No, no, no. The snakes were already there. As long as the people were in the will of God, the snakes didn't come in and attack. But the moment the people say, God, we don't want you. Get out of this camp. We're going to serve this other. Well, then what was around them came in and attacked them. Right. Uh, somebody said, well, God made me wet and he he um, he called me to have pneumonia. No, you just left the shelter and went out into the rain. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? We think we got the big head. I know better than you. God, I don't have to do what you say. I'm going out. And that happens. Valley of the shadow. God didn't bring you to that, but he can bring you through that. Right? And nurse you back up to health and get you back under the shelter of his protection. Amen? Nobody told Noah to jump off of the ark or his people to jump off the ark. God said, stay in there, Noah. And he stayed in there. He was saved. Oh, I just love the word of God. All right. So, uh, when they, when we tell God no and we go another way, we get into a valley experience. Okay? Sometimes we do Give the big head and we are disobedient, but God can get us back on track. Amen. Amen. 
The fourth thing is when the enemy causes a weapon to be formed against us and we don't fall for it, uh, but God causes us to prosper right in the middle of it in the enemy's face. The devil, uh, the enemy sets up a situation and we don't, we don't fall for that. And God exalts us right there in it. We should be dead, but yet still we're alive. Like the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace, they should be dead. The enemy created that, created that situation. But even in that situation, they were, the three Hebrew boys were able to stand up walking in the midst of the fire. Right? That was a situation of great amount of pain. Think about Daniel. Situation of great amount of pain. The lions should have had themselves some Daniel sandwiches that night, right? God led them, uh, God did not lead Daniel into the cave, but he led Daniel out of the cave. Right. So in the presence of Daniel's haters and they hated Daniel because he prayed and he wouldn't go along with their plans. In the presence of Daniel's haters, Daniel was down there lion's den, just eating right there in the presence of his enemies, his haters. They hated him and all that stuff. But God was still able to prosper him and promote him even in the midst of that. Amen. Uh, are we catching this? The final thing here, um, the final thing of reasons why we go into a valley experience of the shadow of death is because it's God ordained. There's a God ordained time of growth and promotion. You can't avoid that. God ordained, God ordained time of growth and promotion. In this case, think about uh, the case where the Lord, where the Holy Spirit led the Lord Jesus up into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. God led him that way. But he came out in the power of the spirit. The Lord Jesus put the disciples in the boat and told them, go to the other side. They encountered that um, storm and wind and on all that other stuff. Uh, but when they finally saw the Lord, he stepped on the boat. They grew. They saw Jesus in another way. Right. And there's growth and there is promotion in these times or seasons. You're never really in danger because he's always with you. But remember to keep your focus and full assurance on him. And I'm telling you, we're going to have the peace of God that passes all understanding. Did you receive the word of God today? Uh, let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Let's bless him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, those of you that are here tonight and those of you that are listening by way of CD, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer sincerely, the Lord will hear you. And he will answer you. So if everybody here, would you, would you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts. Because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So. Would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me? And just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard that you're a loving God and that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I confess Jesus as my master, 
my Lord and as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.